As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, these stand out for their support of healthy digestive function. BioCore enhanced enzymes and enzymes HCL. Digestive enzymes are essential to the body's absorption, but the capacity to make enzymes diminishes with age. BioCore enhanced enzymes contains a blend of non-GMO enzymes that will aid in the digestion of most foods, including beans and cruciferous vegetables. Enzymes HCL is a specially balanced blend of nine different enzymes that can break down protein, carbohydrates, fat, and fiber, and may help reduce bloating, indigestion, occasional heartburn, and gas. They're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of questions that you can send to us via questions at drhoffman.net. With us today is Layla Newton, who is our resident nutritionist. Together we answer your questions on a weekly basis, and we call it Q&A with Layla, logically enough. So that's me. That's you. Okay. <laughs> so uh, great. Uh, happy spring. Uh, yeah. It's nice to be back in New York after being away for a few weeks in Europe, and I'm somewhat acclimated now. Yeah. And oh, so are you back to your no longer jet lagging? Your, your sleep been, wake cycle. I've actually been sleeping a lot because during the trip I was I was really excited and I would get up like really early, like oh wow, you know we're going to Prague today, and like you know we're going to be on this tour yeah. and that tour. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, I sort of slowed down and I'm sort of catching up on sleep. Great. Um, but, um, yeah, it's nice to be back at work where I can relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Take it easy, you know. You need a vacation from your vacation. <laughs> I do, I do. But, fortunately, it, it, you know, the Memorial Day weekend is coming up. So, That's it. Yeah. So, a little bit more uh, R&R. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, although I will be broadcasting during that weekend because I feel like mm. owe it to my audience because so many weeks were up. We actually had some patients today and they said, yeah, I noticed that for a few weeks you had reruns. You know. <laughs> like oh, a, they're calling wanna, us on it. I don't want to disappoint people. Yeah. Uh, although uh, occasionally when I'm not on the air, I'll you know listen because I'll be in the car and I'll say, hey, you know, I'm on today. Let me just listen and see how I sound. And they go, oh, that was interesting. I I forgot I talked about that. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. sometimes uh, even a show that I did. I certainly heard. Can mm-hmm. be interesting. All right. So this week in our newsletter, by the way, you can go to drhoffman.com and you can subscribe to our newsletter. We urge that you do because you're going to get a lot of free content, yep. content from you and content from me. Yes. And every week I endeavor to write uh, a new column. I do not use chat GPT. Oh, I have not thank- yet been supplanted by... Oh, good. <laughs> right. um, so it's original content. Uh, this week I tackled big issue, which is... Uh, all these new weight loss drugs. Oh my goodness! And yeah. everybody wants some. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Right. It's a, there's such a demand. Uh, you know, just to be clear, I am not prescribing them. So, 
lest people get the idea that they can come here and I will prescribe them. I want Ozempic, Dr. Hoffman, yeah. please, please, yeah. I want Ozempic. Uh, you know, I actually had a little miscommunication with a patient who thought I was going to be about weight loss when we're really about health optimization. Yes. And I don't think that, uh, you know, it's kind of a parlor trick just to put people on a medication to have them lose weight. Yeah. You can easily do that, but <clears throat> I'd rather, I, I'm not going to uh, dissuade patients who are on these medications to come for nutritional support. And they may need it because yeah. they, you know, there are some issues when you take these medications. Uh, they really like, kill your appetite. Yes, nausea and vomiting have been reported often. Diarrhea, even constipation. So oh, both sure. can happen. Yeah. Uh, gallbladder disease is a potential problem. Uh, the biggest oh, problem, boy. I think, though, is that you lose so much weight, you lose lean body mass. And that's yes. not a great way to lose weight. True. So in one study, and I quote that in my newsletter article, uh, about 39% uh, of the weight that was lost was lean body mass mm -hmm. in a study which showed that people on average lost about 15% of their body weight, mm -hmm. which is great, but then if you lose like uh, the 39% of it is lean body mass, uh, <clears throat> that's going to set you back in terms of your progression towards sarcopenia, which is the natural process by which people lose lean body mass as they age. Mm -hmm. So that's not great. <clears throat> I just recently read an article which suggests that if while you're losing weight, that if you take whey protein, you can attenuate some of that. Yeah. Uh, but the branch chain aminos. When your appetite is really poor, yeah, it's it's hard to eat protein. Mm -hmm. Protein True. is the most satiating of foods. Yeah. And so you're gonna tend to eat less protein too. Mm -hmm. You may eat like a light light food. You know, mm -hmm. we used to call it rabbit food. <laughs> you know, like right, like a salad or some. I'll just. No, thanks. I'll just have a salad. Well, you can't subsist on that. Mm -hmm. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. I'll, I'll tell you the, the biggest um, complaint I've seen from patients who have come in to see me who are taking Ozempic, for example, is, and the look is, is one of unhappiness on their face. Okay. I don't, I'm nauseated all the time. Yeah. So I just don't even, because I will ask, how's your appetite? Is It's always a, a question. Yeah. How's your appetite? What are you eating? What are you doing? Right. Et cetera, et cetera. I'm just not, no, I'm just nauseated. And the worst I've heard is, I vomited yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And that's not great for the no. system. You know, you get electrolyte imbalances. It can yeah. cause problems with your esophagus. It's not good. Um, so, but the problem is that you must say on these medications, uh, really it's a lifetime commitment because generally when you stop, on average, people regain about three-quarters of their weight. Wow. Uh, and some people overshoot the mark. They actually yo-yo uh, back to a weight higher than their pre-Ozempic weight. Anybody on a low-calorie diet, which is going to happen with Ozempic because you're not hungry anymore, so you're not going to take in the, uh, a, a lot of calories, right? You will go back up to a higher weight than you were before. Yeah, it's, it's just the, it's the biggest loser phenomenon. Yeah. Remember that show? Yes. And it was people just did amazing. And well, then, when you eat five, 800 calories a day and work out, you know, 5 hours a day or whatever it is they were doing, yeah. But is that with sustainable? With that sadistic trainer, what was yeah, her name? I don't, she was I don't like know. Uh, something. And yeah. uh, you know, she it was like marine boot camp. Yeah. But you can't when it's not sustainable, uh, then you got a problem. And the medications are not sustainable not just because of side effects. They may be not sustainable because of lack of availability yeah. or price. It's a big commitment to be on a medication that costs, if you're not getting it with insurance, uh, retails for $1,400 a month. That's somebody's rent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, That's not, really something. Not in New York, though. Not in New York is true. Yeah, <laughs> you could live. Somebody in, a, in America. You could yeah. live in a closet in Queens. Yeah, maybe. You, for, you might rent a small room. Right. Yeah, for fourteen hundred, but that's about it. <clears throat> with you know, you could share it with like six illegal immigrants, or you know, or, or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Roosevelt Hotel. Here we are. Yeah. So, <laughs> th- not happening. Mm-hmm. That's very expensive. Uh, there's also uh, the. Uh, Shortages that yes. you know preclude taking that. Yeah. Um, is a shortage due to demand or is it a supply chain no, issue? I think it's almost like it's almost like Louis Vuitton. You know, it's uh-huh. like they deliberate shortages or like uh, De Beers they, diamond industry. Right. They create because they create this a is, demand. This is crazy. I'm say I'm hearing there's a lot of shortages. But then I turn on the TV and I see ads for Ozempic, all the time, Rebelsis, mm-hmm. and now a new one, Monjaro, Monjaro which yeah. is even more effective for weight loss. Twenty mm-hmm. percent uh, of body weight in preliminary preliminary studies in, yeah. in obese individuals. Now, if you want to lose, don't worry. If you're going to try and lose like fifteen pounds, and you're like, say you're you're a woman five five and you weigh one hundred forty five pounds, you're not going to lose twenty percent of your body weight probably no. on that. No. God forbid. That would be a lot. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, so, but if you're obese, you're, you've got more weight to lose. Right, right. Um, you know, in the article I talk about a woman, and you saw her as well with me, yeah. uh, who surprised me. You know, she, I've been treating her for a long time. She is a little bit, shall we say, a little chunky, mm-hmm. you know, but, but metabolically healthy. Yeah. She was very metabolically healthy. So She was I always just, ahead of that. She was always proactive mm-hmm. that way in... So, Seeking. but she was unhappy with her weight, and it yeah. was more cosmetic than medical. Yeah. So she could not get it because of diabetes or a uh, weight-related condition. So she lives in Europe. She obtained it. She just blew me away because she lost thirty-five pounds. Yeah. She lost like uh, she's very happy. Twelve kilo. You know what? Like that's like fifteen kilos or mm-hmm. something. You know, um, and she's very happy. She looks. Really good. Yeah. Uh, she got a whole new outfit on, looked great. The concern is, I looked at her body composition even afterwards, and she still was about 30% body fat, which is yeah. normal for a woman, but it's a little high in the range of normal. True. Uh, and so <clears throat> She lost that, lean body mass, so the percentage yeah. actually went down on that, so yeah. the fat percentage would actually be higher, too. Yeah, and that's concerning. Long term, because she's not a youngster. I think she's in her sixties. And what might that portend for her? You know, in her seventies and eighties, when lean body mass is really uh, a defining characteristic of one's susceptibility towards frailty yes. and sarcopenia. Yes, and so, that would happen not just as a result of these drugs, but as a result of low calorie dieting in and of itself. Yes can cause you to become sarcopenic. Right. And it's just a natural progression anyway, because as you yeah. get less strong, able to exercise, there is a, a dwindling of muscle mass. That is a, it's a natural process. Right. I right. mean, show me show me a you know, eighty five year old uh, who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you know he's juicing. Right, 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 (laughs) right. Metabolic steroids or something. Well, a lot. What a lot of people also don't realize is, as they get older, they it's really the double the RDA for protein. Right, is another thing. We need to be eating twice as much protein as we did in our twenties and thirties, even. And and I'm uh, augmenting my protein these days with whey protein. Mm. Uh, I use it as a vehicle uh, with other 
things that I throw in there, mm-hmm. you know, a whole variety of things that I might have mentioned. Uh, I take creatine because yeah. it helps me with strength training. Uh, the other thing I think it's... So this is my advice to people who are on these medications. Let's say, for one reason or another, you're on these medications for medical reasons. We have diabetics who are on these medications, True. and it's really helping them. Yeah. That's the original intent. Is that, to, yeah. you, you lose weight, you get undiabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're taking these medications, a couple of cautions. One, make sure you are really try to take protein. Yes. Take some whey protein, at the very least, and try to increase your protein opportunities, which will not prevent you from losing lean body mass, yeah. but will attenuate your loss. True. And B, if you're not too nauseous, go to the gym and do some strength training. Do yeah. some resistance training. Yeah. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to help your muscles hold on to their volume. Absolutely. So that might be a more prudent way to do that without to hedge off this adverse effect of True. the medications. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think it's an experiment, a long-term experiment uh, in the article. An expensive one. And not something that our economy can sustain because it's estimated that it would cost an additional trillion dollars to treat wow. every... I mean, we throw these numbers around like, oh, this trillion, that trillion. But trillion. it would cost that much because 60% of American adults are overweight or, or obese. Yeah. It would, yeah. Even just to treat children who are obese, which is oh. now being suggested that they want to do gastric bypass or medical treatment for children who are obese. Oh. Look, I mean, there's an argument to be made is that uh, being overweight can ruin your life, Absolutely. both uh, psychosocially mm-hmm. as well as economically, because people who are overweight tend to make less money, uh, They t- and they tend to be more ill, and they could be more of a burden on uh, the medical system eventually. Right. You know, so an argument is made that, like, we, be, if behavioral stuff is not working, you know, we got to use these drugs, but they estimate that to treat every obese child, it would cost a hundred billion dollars yeah. per, yeah, I, I guess the unit of time is per year, you know. Mm. So. It's a ridiculous it's, amount yeah. of money. So it's, it's not sustainable. No. Uh, it's not, on a macro level, it's not sustainable for our economy. On an m- individual level, it's it may not be sustainable for a lot of individuals. Uh, and so there's a lot of uh, pushback mm-hmm. in articles that I've been reading that say, hey, you know, let's not get over the top with these medications. They're really great, but we cannot abandon our efforts to use behavioral methods uh, and you know diet, traditional diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other point they made is... Let's say you maintain your weight, you know, with these medications, but you're eating, you still eat a crappy diet. Yeah. You still might be prone to all the diseases that are caused by crappy diet, you know, cancer, so on, so on, so on. You know, it's, it, it's like, great. You'll be a skinny corpse. Right. (laughs) You could be skinny and unhealthy. It's not all about your weight all the time about that. Sure. Just like, you know. I mean, before this woman lost her 35 pounds on Ozempic, she was healthy metabolically, as you say. That's so it's why, not always that. That's why it's... Um, I, think I know I'm, lots of skinny people with cancer. Of course. I mean, and... You know? And, and how. And, and yeah. cancer is a disease that causes weight loss and cachexia. You know? yeah. So anyway. Um, enough said. You can read the article at drhoffman.com. You don't even need to subscribe to the newsletter. You just you know, some people don't like newsletters. They don't yeah. want. To be, they don't want. They, f- they find too many things in their inbox. Right. So, oh, I got to read this, and they don't have time, or they don't. Or but uh, I subscribe to a lot of newsletters, I and if I don't want to read them, I just don't read them. You yeah. know, it's a, it, but you find something of interest. You 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 know, it's in your inbox. You can read it or delete it, uh, or 
don't subscribe. Just go online, drhoffman.com. There's mm-hmm. a drop-down menu. It says read, and you can read the latest articles that you and I wrote. Yes. Uh, you know, and it's uh, free, so do it. Take it. It's a resource. I spend a certain amount of time and energy yeah. on it. I enjoy it. You know, yeah. What I realize this. I, uh, I realize that I, one of my favorite activities is to write. Mm. I don't consider like a job. Well, weren't you like a journalism major in high school or something like that? I did a lot of journalism okay. in high school. But, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, which is actually something I share in common with the late uh, Dr. Nick Gonzalez. He was a journalist. Oh. And he's a very fine writer. He wrote a lot of books. So I think, you know, there's kind of an asset as a doctor to also be a communicator. Yeah. Um, because some doctors are like, brilliant, but they're eh, not such great communicators. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I enjoy imparting information, interpreting information. I'm compelled to share information, I find yeah. it. Yeah. And on podcasts especially. It's but, a privilege because yeah. we have an audience. It's not yes. like it's going into the wildly yonder. Yeah. So we thank you for your... Um, uh, and even the, those of you who said, oh, we've noticed some reruns. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't feel so bad because we, when we talk about the TV series, mm-hmm. it's like... It used to be, I, maybe now it's different, that every every show is on a different cycle, but it used to be like, starting Memorial Day, yeah, you'd get the repeats. And they would they would do like maybe, you know, 15, That's 20 right, episodes, the summer. and then you'd get the repeats. Now, there's always something new, because, uh-huh. you, you know, you've got so many different venues. You've got, you know, you've got cable, and you've got, uh, you know, Streaming HBO, Showtime, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, Disney, you, you, there's right. always something new yeah. uh, to engage you. By the way, Succession <gasps> is a killer show. I, I just watched the last episode last night. Oh, I watched I watched the third to the last episode. Oh, really? It's the party. I'm saying nothing. The party is to die for. Yeah, yeah. It's just wow. Yeah. Okay, enough said. Don't want to spo- no spoiler here. Okay. And so now you got your entertainment. <laughs> That's on HBO, by the way. Not that we're <laughs> not that you're a sponsor of each. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Some good water cooler talk. Um, all right. Let's get to questions. Questions yes. come to questions at drhoffman.net. Okay. We've got one from Rick. What are your thoughts about some of these neuromodulators in treating anxiety, depression, chronic pain? There's something called alpha stim, for mm. example. And these are cranial electrotherapy stimulation yeah. devices. Very real effect. Yeah, yeah. And the premise is, you know, in biology, what's missing is that we are also electrical beings. Yes. And that has an impact. Walt Whitman, you know, whatever, 1880 wrote, I sing the body electric. Yeah. And it was very prescient because we are electrical fields. The way that this works is actually invoking principles of acupuncture. As originally, uh, auriculotherapy was uh, you would needle the ear, and the yeah. ear has a profound connection to the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. And uh, it w- this is actually manifest by um, you know boxers when they get punched in the ear, they can uh, oh. just you know, stop breathing or something. It, wow. it has such a profound effect on the visceral nervous system. So you can access the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve controls a lot of autonomic processes, yeah. uh, which have an impact on anxiety and mood. And so, yeah, it, I think it's a very real effect. Yeah, uh, we once uh, and had, no side effects from drugs. 
Pardon me? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not a drug. It's, it's non-pharmacological a, treatment. Yeah. And I predict that uh, we're going to see a lot more in psychiatry where they will invoke uh, deep brain stimulation, mm-hmm. uh, either electrical or, you know, via ultrasound or something like they gotta that. they got to come up for something like they, they do that for people to help them quit smoking, for example. What about for weight loss? Yes. Hello, anybody out there? Yeah. With well, these devices, uh, I remember in my acupuncture training, we used to uh, put a little um, tack yeah. in Shen Men, which is the pleasure center. And then, you know, when you felt a hankering for a cigarette, or you felt like uh, you wanted to you know, raid the refrigerator, you press that. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of it was like conditioned behavior. You know, it's a little something to do to remind you not to indulge. But there was actually a, a physiological basis for it. Mm. So this is a very real phenomenon. And I think they're going to develop better and better techniques for dealing with this. Um, I have the vaguest idea how it works. That's a joke. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it is what's missing in biology, in the the learning or the teaching of biology is that we're electrical beings. That's what's been... It's like we have to relearn it. It's like when massage therapists realize they didn't teach us anything about the fascia or the fascia. Yes. That that web that holds everything together that which they, um, they now think is an yeah. organ. Yes, it's an organ that is like it's but like they didn't learn about it like a lost continent that in we, school that we didn't discover. Right. Yeah. So all of these things, I, it's very exciting. Worth going back to school for. I'll bet. Yeah. Well, okay. we're in continuing education mode. That's all, true. Both of us and certainly all the our time. audiences. Yeah. All the time to keep our credentials at the very least. Okay, we've got one from Tyler. He's fighting multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm worried, about, I'm curious about Modicare, carnitine, cysteine, and other recommended supplements that you talk about on your website. Um, is that something that would be recommended? Absolutely. It, I, I really believe in nutritional care for yeah. MS, and I'm very happy to see MS patients. Uh, typically, they do very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, I mean, the worst case is when somebody comes in with very advanced MS, there's actually uh, irreversible damage and it's hard to get them 100%. Yeah. But the best case scenario is when somebody first gets MS, that they undertake a program of, of you know, like a natural approach. Absolutely. And I wish I could t- count the number of patients who come to see us who have been told they need to be on very powerful medications. And we say, okay, if you need that, mm-hmm. you know, wait a few months, see how you do. And then they go back to their neurologist, and the neurologist says, yeah, I don't know if you really need that medication anymore because they're stable. Yeah. We've stabilized them without the use of powerful immunosuppressive drugs mm-hmm. that now are in vogue for MS. Now, I'm not saying that some patients don't need those. Right. Uh, but. Nutritional was, therapy is very important. Yeah, he so, was diagnosed eight years ago. Okay, so autoimmune paleo diet. Sure. And yeah, he's on a bunch of different supplements. Okay. Including marijuana. Oh yeah, sure. And uh-huh. yeah, so there's, there's evidence that it's certainly the CBD may have anti-inflammatory yeah. effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would really work on vitamin D status. You know, very aggressive with vitamin D. Yeah. Lots of omega threes, mm-hmm. things to support myelin. You know, myelin precursors. Mm-hmm. I would use uh, NT factor. You know, up the wazoo. Uh, yeah. I would use uh, things that work in the mitochondria, coenzyme Q10, NAD. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the true niogen product that we recommend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, certainly. 
Um, there's even some evidence that things like sulforaphane may be yeah. beneficial because it yeah. has brain effects. Mm -hmm. There's an autism study on sulforaphane. I believe it's good for neurological diseases. He's, um, he's asking also specifically... Glutathione support, you know, yeah. NAC. Yeah. You know, right? Uh, specifically, the symptom of tingling, irritated facial skin, neck, even arm skin. Well, the B vitamins are great The B vitamins. He's yeah. also on alpha-lipoic. That's helpful, too. That's good, yes. But the, if that's a for feature of MS... okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He may not be on enough alpha lipoic acid. It's only 100 milligrams. So, I mean, this he, is a consult. Yeah. It's a I consult. Mean, yeah. It's not uncommon that we see people who are taking a lot of plausible things, but we might give them a tune up and let them know about what the latest, greatest um, yeah. innovation is in this field. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you for your question. We hope you remain in there was a good bit, health. There was a bit of a buzz on biotin, high-dose biotin. Oh, right. Uh, like 10,000, 50,000? Really out. And uh, it's actually pretty harmless biotin, but it will screw up your blood tests. For at thyroid. At very high doses. Yeah, for thyroid and certain other things. So... Uh, it could cause a thyroid storm at high doses. Biotin, I'm not sure biotin will do that. I yeah. think biotin just will change the, the characteristics of the tests. Yeah. That are based on something called avidin, which okay. is a, actually a component of uh, of uh, egg white. Yeah. There's something about chemical interaction when you have a lot of. Oh biotin. right! If we have a lot of biotin, it depletes the avid. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is there is that, but there is another thing with two very high doses of biotin: is it can show on your thyroid panel that you have Graves' disease. You don't, but it's and that would be a misdiagnosis. But it's it are, in effect, it's artificial. Thyroid yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what it's you're artificial. getting. Artificial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something right. I remember having a patient some years ago, whose doctor would say, "Looks like you have Graves'." Or I said, "How much biotin are you taking?" We took her off. And she got retested. Everything became people normal. People take it for hair and nails. Exactly. And, you know, so and they take a lot of it, yeah. well, it for hair and nails. The good news is, if I think you just can stop for 72 hours That's and it. then uh, resume use. Yeah. You just have to kind of clear a little bit out of your system. Yeah. It's water-soluble, so it's not going to bioaccumulate that much. So yeah. just as a, as a heads up, and I know a lot of people are taking high-dose biotin for hair, skin, and nails, mm -hmm. for which it is helpful. It is. But... You got to be careful. Uh, so. Oh, it's the people who are consuming raw egg. Oh, when raw egg was a thing, yeah. those raw egg whites, the avidin actually interferes with the biotin. Oh my, this was like fifteen, twenty years ago. So, I'm re be, I'm, well, I'm remembering so this that's, from. That's so interesting because yeah, biot avidin is a component of some of these tests, and too much biotin will mess up the I avidin. See. So it's it's kind of a both back and forth is that yes. too much avidin will mess up your biotin. Right. But too much biotin will mess... Exactly. Know. Yeah. So if you've got an issue with hair, skin, nails, stop eating, stop consuming raw eggs. Okay. It's not going to give you a shinier coat. Right. You might have a thinner coat. <laughs> Save that for your dog. And you might get salmonella. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, all right. We're riffing on the subject, but let's take a pause and give us a preview of what we're going to talk about in part Two. Oh, how can I correct hypothyroidism? Speaking of thyroid. Okay, interesting subject. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very central to functional and integrative mm -hmm. medicine. The you know treating hypothyroid, diagnosing and addressing hypothyroidism, which has so many ramifications. All right, uh, let's pause. Yep. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, 
our destination for questions, questions at drhoffman.net. And we'll be right back with more of today's Intelligent Medicine podcast.